Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us today to do just that. Well, we are continuing in our series where we're looking at the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. It's a kind of a continuation of what we've been talking about in our sermon series on Sunday mornings, which I hope you'll come join us if you haven't already. Um, and uh, so we've been kind of continuing that thought and, and talking about some some of the same things and, and maybe some of the little bit different things that I didn't get to talk about on Sunday morning and expounding on them or bringing us some, uh, up some new ideas in our, our Wednesday night uh, little devotional time. And today we come to Jesus's words in Matthew chapter 6. We've made it through chapter 5, now we're into Matthew chapter 6. And you know, as, as I'm thinking about the Sermon on the Mount, you know, mo- most of the time when we uh, kind of approach the Sermon on the Mount, I think most of us probably gravitate to Jesus's words early on in in the sermon, especially maybe the Beatitudes. Those are kind of one-liners, and we can kind of latch on to them. Blessed are the, you know, whatever fill in the blank as he talks about through the first few wor- uh, first few verses of Matthew chapter 5. Or maybe some of us tend to gravitate towards the end of, of the Sermon on the Mount at the uh, end of close of, of chapter 7, where Jesus kind of highlights the, you know, talking about obeying him and emphasizing the importance of obeying God and and doing what he calls us to do. Some maybe gravitate to, uh, you know, some other verses in Matthew chapter 7 or some verses in Matthew, chap- Matthew chapter 5. But it's funny because I think for, for a lot of us, we, we don't tend to zero in, uh, at least this is my perception, and even sometimes my my own, um, you know, uh, doings in, in, in approaching the, the Sermon on the Mount, but it's kind of easy to uh, tend to kind of breeze through the crucial part, the central crucial part of Jesus's words uh, that address really how we live out our faith in many ways. And he talks about that in, in Matthew chapter 6. And you know, certainly we do spend some time, I guess, on the on the Lord's Prayer uh, in, in the middle part of Matthew chapter 6, but we forget the context even as we talk about it, the context that we find it in Jesus' words, uh, even as he's teaching us about prayer, what which is the motivation for our behavior uh, and living out our faith, for even praying and giving and fasting uh, as worshipers of God and as followers of Jesus. So let's read Jesus' words uh, in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to go 1 through 6, and then we're going to look at verses 16 through 18. So here's what Jesus says. He says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. And so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, Jesus says, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then skipping down to verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Hold on to that, that kind of phrase. But when you fast, put, on, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You know, as we've talked throughout the Sermon on the Mount, 
one of the, especially over the last several weeks, one of the things that Jesus is trying to to do is to get us to understand that our righteousness has got to go deep. That our righteousness has to come from the inside out. That, that it's not simply about the external acts of righteousness that we may do, but it's about the heart and the motivation and it coming from the right places. And he really, I think in many ways, drives this home in these verses here in Matthew chapter 6 that we just read. And, and I think he causes us to ask some questions like, you know, what's the payoff that we're looking for by following Jesus? What's our reward for being Jesus' disciple and a child of God? What's the source of motivation for our spiritual lives and our acts of righteousness? I think those are good questions that we need to be asking ourselves. And certainly Jesus makes it very clear that it should not be the earthly rewards that we so often chase in our Western culture. One person called them or labeled them the uh, 4P earthly rewards that we so often kind of hold up. Prestige, position, power, and possessions. And Jesus kind of talks about all of those in the Sermon on the Mount. And he reminds us, reminds us that these that the, 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 the pursuit of these rewards only offer short-term rewards, unworthy of a disciple's passion and 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 goals. He, he emphasized them as, as limited, short-sighted, and, and ultimately empty. And yet we often hold them up as definitions of success in our culture, and even sometimes in our churches. The problem is that these earthly rewards are also limited to earth rewards. And while we may, while we may get some limited rewards in this life from pursuing them, when our life is gone, when our life on this earth is gone and it's over, the rewards are gone too. I mean, poof, they, they don't even make it into the box with us at the end of our lives. They're gone when the last echo of the eulogy has frittered itself out in the soon emptied chapel. Listen again to Jesus's warnings about these earthly pursuits. Verse one, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Again, just to clarify, it's not the practicing of the righteousness, even in front of others, that's the problem, but it is the motivation to be seen by them, Jesus says, because if you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with the trumpets, this is verse 2, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by them. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Verse 5, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by them. Truly, I tell you, Jesus says, they have received their reward in full. Verse 16, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, Jesus says, they have received their reward in full. The truth that Jesus gives is that when we live our lives for those earthly rewards, we lose our rewards from our Heavenly Father. I mean, that, that is really sobering stuff when you put it like that, right? You see, we were made to connect with and have a relationship with God as our Heavenly Father, to connect our hearts and our souls and our minds to Him. But the thing is, people can't see what happens there. And so what goes on there doesn't gain earthly notoriety or, or feed our earthly rewards banks. However, our Heavenly Father can see what happens there. He can see what's going on in our hearts and the good thing he find good things he finds there, he honors in his kingdom bank of eternal rewards. 
In addition, those internal investments in godliness that we pursue in our hearts shape us and transform us from the inside out. And with the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, these investments in godliness begin to refashion our values as we begin to treasure the things that connect us to Jesus and shape us to become more like him. Jesus said very plainly and clearly, and he repeated it three times just in case we missed it. Our character is who we are when no one else is looking except our Heavenly Father. He says in verses 4 and 6 and 18, But your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Our Heavenly Father knows our hearts. He knows what is done in secret. And according to Jesus, he doesn't reward the outward displays that are so often used to garner attention for ourselves. Those mere outward displays, he doesn't reward them. But he does reward those things done to reflect and give thanks to him. Plus, our Heavenly Father is the one who provides, the only one who provides eternally secure investments. His rewards last beyond the grave and and on into eternity. As Jesus says just a few verses later in verse 19 of chapter 6, moths, rust, thieves, nothing can corrupt, decay, or steal what we have entrusted to God. What better place to put our investments and wait to see their ultimate rewards. So let's not allow allow the allure of those earthly rewards to become weeds in our hearts and choke out the kingdom life that God calls us to live. Let's choose to pursue Jesus. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to work in us, to, to make us more like Him. Let's invite our Heavenly Father to look into our hearts and correct us and humble us with His gentle touch. And most of all, let's choose for our payoff to be the Father's delight in us as we trust him to do in us and for us far more than we can ask or imagine for his glory. Hope you have a great day. God bless.